So Lampard has been sacked by Everton as they languish in 19th place in the table. But was it the right move? Is Lampard to blame? Are the players to blame? The fans? The board? We debate all this and more. Roll that intro. So, welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, we have recently hit 100 subscribers. So, for our loyal followers, thank you very much. Imagine the confetti coming on the screen. We haven't quite got the uh, the effects yet. But seriously, thank you to everyone who's subscribed so far. We want to keep providing content every week. We want to keep growing. So, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button. It is absolutely free. Um, but without further ado, let's kick things off with the breaking news of today. Everton, there was rumours over the weekend after their loss to West Ham, but Frank Lampard, not so super frank at the minute, has been sacked by Everton earlier today. Um, Now, I say he's been sacked by Everton. They did take over four hours to officially confirm the announcement. (laughs) So it took them over four hours for Everton to come out and officially confirm the announcement when every other major player and media outlet had confirmed it. So that in itself is embarrassing. Um, but let's begin with, was it right to sack Frank Lampard? Um, Jamie, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on this situation? Um, I think it's all summed up and Everton are summed up by that delay of four four hours. Like, they're in utter, it's an utter shambles and it was, it's not just started this season, it's been ongoing. But the way that they've wasted money for years. Like, if you go back to just actually Lampard at Everton, look, his last eight games, they've got two points, and that's not including two other games in both cups that they've been knocked out of. And it's that that that's just not good enough for anyone. It doesn't matter what situation you're in, you as the manager have got to try and get results. It's a results business. So really to be to be quite frank, pardon the pun, but yes, it's the right decision because you're 19th in the table and you're not. it's not like you've just gone and played everyone in the top six. In that, in them games, like the last 10 games, they've lost to Bournemouth back-to-back and that's a 4-1 defeat and then a 3-0 defeat. Like, they're convincing defeats. It's not like it was a scrappy game where one goal out of nowhere gets it. Um... And funnily enough, the only like they pick up two points to Fulham, who have been fairly informed this season, and then to us, like they're probably the if you look at the fixtures, they're the two games you just go right, we've lost, <laughs> and then move on. But it's been poor from them, but the whole club, it's been poor from, and it's, I think it's going to get worse. And it's not looking good for them building a new stadium. Reese, what about you? Where do you stand? Were they right to sack him? Is there other other factors at play? Uh, I mean, there's loads of factors, aren't there? I mean, personally, Frank Lampard shouldn't have been appointed in the first place. Um, he is a coach. He is not a manager. Everton needed a manager. And that is, you know... A coach is somebody who can work with young players and get the best out of them. He's That's what he can do. If you look at that club, all them players, all that disengagement between them, they needed somebody to go in there and give them a boot up the backside. So 
they're sort of not helping themselves, Everton as a club. But it's a whole variety of things, you know. I mean, I'm sure we'll touch upon where we think this is all started. But just look at, you know, the money they've wasted. You know, fair play to the owner. He put his money there. But if we just look at, you know, the first big transfer window, 2017, you know, you got Sigurdsson, 40, 40 million pounds. Davy Clarsen, 23 and a half million pounds. Michael Keane, 25 million pounds. Jordan Pickford, 25 million pounds, who's probably their best bit of business. You know, they brought in Vlasic, 8 million pounds. And then they went and got rid of Ronald Koeman and then brought in Sam Allardyce, who was a temp. And he signed Cenk Tossen for £27 million and Theo Walcott for £20 million. Like, so immediately you got the top and it's trickled all the way down. And it's it's just got worse. But there are a load of factors to blame. Frank Lampard has to take some of it. The board have to take some of it. The fans do have to take a little bit as well, I think, because they're the ones putting on such a pressure on the club. And it's a whole nasty thing that's just boil over, I think. Yeah, I think you get that though with the fans. I, I think it's probably harsh to, to put, you know, every every fan of every club want only, only wants the best for the for the club, right? And I I think that the fan element may maybe not last week. You know, this the sort of ugly scenes we saw with the protests where they're stopping, you know, Yerry Mina and Anthony Gordon in the street. I think that's a bit far, but the the kind of rallying of the troops, the the flares, in some cases the three a.m. fireworks, you know that. I don't agree with that, obviously, but, you know, some of that passion, that rivalry spilled over and, and actually did help them last season, maybe stay up. Um, and, you, you know, everyone laughed and maybe took the, took the piss a bit, but the scenes on the pitch, um, obviously when they stayed up, were great scenes. Even if you don't follow them, you know, it's, it's good to see that. Um, but you're right. Well, not, I, I, not all of it. Not all of it, was it? You had the well, Vieira, Vieira moment. Well, yeah, yeah, no. Obviously, <laughs> that 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 stuff aside, you can't go assaulting, you know, managers and players, obviously. but I wouldn't assault him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he can. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, look, I mean, in, in, in isolation, I think Lampard at 19th position, in a, in a sort of isolated view, I think you have to say in the short term, it's the right move because the, the form is not there. Jamie, I think you're right. Those those two, three goal losses to Bournemouth, that is probably in itself a sackable offence. Um, but I do well. What one point I want to bring up before we sort of go onto Lampard is what's quite refreshing, and you don't really ever see this nowadays when a manager's sacked. I was scrolling through all the social media earlier in terms of of Everton and and all their big followings and all their big pages. And not a single one was against Lampard. None of them were going, oh, you know, you've done a bad job. It was all, thank you for your efforts. It was all, he deserved better. It was all, you know, thanks for your hard work. He cared about the club. He had passion. He, he never gave up. And I've, I've never really, other than sort of when, when Chelsea sacked Tuchel, I've never seen that response for a manager which I think is, is for all Lampard's downsides, I do think that is interesting that the fans don't seem to be blaming Lampard for their downfall. I think it's, yeah, but I think what, I think it goes nicely into talking about the owners. It's so obvious that the bigger problems of the club are the owners. Like, 
I know Reese, you said that he's put his money like in it, but it's a bit like United with the Glazers. They've put money in, but they've not put it in well. Like oh, I was being like, a shambles. The people that you've sort of mentioned who got signed for hefty fees and like I think Pickford Pickford and Richarlison are probably the only two that actually did well for the, have done well for the club. And obviously Richarlison's now moved on to Spurs. It's and they got actually they made a profit on him to be fair. So it's probably, yeah, actually not bad, bad business that part. But everything else sort of like it's just it's been awful. And I think with them, I think Goodson Park is sort of it's one of the it's an old ground and it's less being honest, it's not one of the nicest in the Premier League, especially the fact that they've been in the Premier League. I have they I don't think they've been relegated from the Premier League. So it's sort of like they've been there for that long and it's it's not one of the nicest grounds, it's not one of the top grounds. So moving does kind of make sense, but I don't think the fans will appreciate it. And I think it might go down like the West Ham kind of way it is. West Ham fans would probably prefer to be at Upton Park. It's not as nice as the London Stadium, but it felt more like felt more like a home ground, like home. So that's where I think Everton are in such a problem because they've also got their financial fair play sort of being a problem with making new signings now because they've wasted so much money. I find it hard to see them if they stay up somehow this year. I think it's very hard for them to keep going. Like they've got, to, they've got to bring out like four or five gems from the academy. Really, they haven't done that for a long time either. No, that's the thing. If if their academy was producing players of a high standard like it used to, and you know Anthony Gordon hasn't really lived up to that yet, and Tom Davis hasn't really done anything. If if they've been producing academy players, Lampard would have been doing a fine job because he'd got the best. He'd get the best out of them. But when you're not producing academy players and you're throwing money around, you know, like it's going out of fashion, it's it's a bad situation from from top to bottom. You know, they had the stability of Moyes. Sorry to interrupt, Jeremy, but it's just like no, 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 go for it. Go for it. They had the stability of Moyes for all them years, and then they went for something different and went for Roberto Martinez, which yeah, okay, you can understand. He started to get his philosophy together, and then if you look under Mashiri, when all these managers they got different managers, different philosophies, start with you know Ronald Koeman. Completely different philosophy to, you know, who took his job, Sam Mallardyce. So you're stuck with those players. So he brings in his own players. And then after that, you bring in uh, Marco Silva. Again, was another short-sighted appointment. You thought, what's he done to justify it? Bring him in. Again, brings in his own players. Get rid of him. You know, it's just a constant, constant changeover without thinking it through. It's like the scouts aren't doing their work properly. And all they're doing is saying to the manager, I want him, or the owner, I want him. Yeah, here you go. There's no structure in place. You know, they need to get something back together and they should be investing in their academy. They should be doing this and that. And it's all, you know, Liverpool have been doing it the right way, but the way they've been approaching players and signing players and Evan have been blowing up the wall. And that only adds to the to the tension because it's like, how can they over the road be doing it right and we be doing it so wrong? It's just a constant cycle, but it's just... So poor. I think what's it's crazy just, is, is the managers they've had. <laughs> that's the thing. All different managers, different philosophies. I don't always buy into this whole... They've oh, kind of gone for the names, haven't they? That's what they've... Yeah, they've yeah. Kind of and Ancelotti. Like, look at his record at Real Madrid. 
how did Everton even get him? <laughs> That's exactly. insane. And unfortunately, he, he got he got them to tenth. They were tenth two seasons ago. So like, it's achievable. But like, yeah, like you say, like you can get the names in, but sometimes they're not the right fit. And to be fair, Ancelotti did quite a good job. And I don't he he Real Madrid offered him a job. No offense to Everton, but you take the Real Madrid job. <laughs> There's very very few clubs that say no. You you say no to Real Madrid. I don't think <laughs> my own. I don't think any of us three included. Like most managers will take that job. <laughs> it's kind of the way that you know football is. But yeah, like you say, with the managers that they've got, they've had from name wise on paper perfect. Like they're all they're all got some sort of success in their own right. <laughs> some more than others, obviously Ancelotti, but like. It just doesn't, yeah, doesn't look like a plan. It's like, oh, let's go for him. Not going, like like Brighton have kind of done. Brighton don't splash the cash, but they've gone right. We want someone who's going to coach and sort of bring bring us forward. And it's not going to be like a massive up. We want to like dominate and go challenging top four, but they're trying to build the right way. And then obviously Chelsea have taken Potter, but. Then, then, then they've gone right. We've got someone else who's not the same, but similar in a way. And I just think Everton don't have a clue about that. And I think, to be fair, what Carragher has said, Everton are the worst run, run com- club in the country, and it's appalling to be a Premier League side. And that is the case. There's, there's no philosophy. There's no nothing. If you look at when they're under David Moyes, you know, the Tim Cahills, the Leighton Baines, the Phil Jagielkas. He'd bring in people like Tim Howard. He'd, you know, he had reliable guys like Osman and Hibbert from, you know, that structure of that that squad, finding the gems but having those reliable players. It's all over the place. They've got none of them. It's a, they don't even say, oh, okay, our philosophy is to buy young to sell for profit. They're just going, oh, he'll do. You know, it's there's no approach to this and it's so naive and it it's a mixture of all sorts of things, you know. You look at the board and you think, you know, okay, at least have something in mind or have a long-term manager in mind or, you know, someone that's going to follow the philosophy. And then the play, the fans are putting on a lot of pressure because obviously they look at it and go, well, we're a big club. We should be doing better. Yeah, I understand that. But someone's got to finish somewhere in the league. You know, you can't all finish first, unfortunately. And so, but they're listening to it. And then, then they don't listen to it by bringing in Benitez, which was a smart appointment, but also very wrong because it created a toxic atmosphere and you just think like what what's going on like who's who's standing here saying look this is enough we've got to draw the line here we've got to stop there's nothing of that and the now Benite- is their chance to actually implement it <clears throat> yeah i mean the benitez one was 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 baffling like that's a moment where you've got to really look at it and go you are out of touch um although you know we all know rafa benitez is a, is a great manager you know, it was similar, similar. It was bad enough at Chelsea, actually. Let me just say that for a minute. When we signed him, because of all the the, the, the rivalry with Liverpool, there was a lot of Chelsea fans who initially kind of booed and were a bit, mm, what's going on? You joined, no, I remember you joined in in a, in a game against City singing, you're a fat Spanish waiter. Two Benitez, <laughs> City fans started it. Chelsea fans joined in. Yeah, yeah. Let I alone mean, Everton. Everton, yeah. no. It's even worse. <laughs> it, was called, it was called out on the overlap, wasn't it? Like the ever, the ever, like sort of. I think the Liverpool fan was taking the mick, going, 
we're going to be away at Everton, 3 0 up at half time, singing We Love Rafa Benitez <laughs> kind of thing. And okay, that bit quite didn't quite happen, but it was just, it was a recipe for disaster. And I don't think they even, I don't think they even had a clue that it was going to happen. That's, it's just worrying. Yeah. It's worrying that non non football people can take over a club and just have no clue, it just, and not it just have added, the people with the right clue. It just added to the toxic atmosphere, didn't it? Because yeah. like I said I thought it was a decent appointment, Benitez, because of what he's achieved. I thought, okay, he might be keep a bit of stability for a while, but as soon as they're like, no, we don't want him, you know, it's it creates that atmosphere around. So anything he could do was never going to work. Yeah, and then of course he had that falling out with uh, was it Brands or Marcel Brands, the director there. They get rid of him, nothing improves, so they get rid of him anyway. <laughs> you just think like, what's the point? And then it's like they've gone for Lampard for this cheap option, you know, and which again, you know, Lampard taking over Palace makes sense because of the philosophy in place there. But bringing him in with a bunch of players that haven't, are not good enough, you know, and you just think he's he's. He's stuffed. That they need to bring somebody in who's going to give all them players a kick up the backside, and also not be afraid to clean it out. They're not going to make profit on Michael Keane. You know, they might make a profit on Jordan Pickford. They they should do. You know, I bet they wish they'd taken that sixty million pound for Gordon for goodness sake. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. It's it's bad. You can't see if you look at every club, well, every Premier League club at least, you can see what their philosophy is and what their idea is and what their structure is. Even looking from the outside, at Everton you just can't see it. It's just, it's just a jumble set. Like it's, I don't know. It's like they've so, got a puzzle and they've just not put any of the pieces together. They've just put another puzzle on top of it and gone, ooh, let's try and fit this one. Like it just doesn't doesn't make sense. I think the last sort of point I want to make about the owner is I think he's he's just summed up by when they spoke about Lampard possibly being sacked. He said it's not my decision. He's the owner. Of course, it's his decision. Yeah, <laughs> How can you come out and go, it's not my decision? Like, ah. <laughs> uh... I think that just shows, doesn't it? That, that just shows the state they're in. It's all over the place. No one, maybe there's no clear hierarchy. I, I don't know. But it just doesn't look good at all. Um, very naive. And Reese, just, I, I guess, just to touch on the other, uh, the, sorry, the Gordon point before we move on. I do think, although sixty million in hindsight looks like a good offer, I think selling your and at the time, I think Gordon had been their best player. What is what message does that send if you're going to sell at the first opportunity? You're going to sell your best player, your youngest, you know, your shining star from the academy potentially, just like that. What I, I do think, although the fans now will probably you know be hypocritical and say, "Oh, we should have sold him." I do think that sends a very bad message to sell your best upcoming player from the academy. Like, imagine Chelsea selling Mount. Imagine City selling Foden, Rashford. You know, it's just ridiculous. Like, you just, you've got to question the club when something like that happens. And I do actually think the the result and out, outrage of that would have been worse than it is now. Yeah, it wouldn't have helped, would it? I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I mean, as well, it was the fact that the offer was in so close to the deadline, they wouldn't have been able to bring someone yeah. in anyway. Yeah, yeah. So they would have just been made to look foolish. But yeah. looking at it now, are they going to get 60 million for him in the summer? Not a chance. No, no. But keep him. No, no. Whoever Don't comes in, you've got to keep him, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah you've, got to, you've got to give him time at the end of the day. But, 
but you just think, oh, oh, you know, there's no academy players coming through other than that. You know, there's just nothing. Yeah, I think... And this is their biggest problem with this stadium because if they go down, what are they going to do? Because it's, it's they've got be bad. all this money. They're not going to make much on player sales. And if they are, the ones they don't want to sell are going to have to go anyway. It's it's a very strange situation for them. So, right. Forward to back. I think we've got to go on now of how to ever to move forward. Who who do you think is going to be the guy to come in and change it? I think I've got sort of four names written down that were the top four bookies sort of favourites. You've got Short, you've got Dyche, then you've got Bielsa, you've got Moyes, who's at West Ham still, just beating them. <laughs> and then you've got Nuno, who hasn't had a job, I don't think he's had a job since the Spurs sacking. Are any of them... Do any of do you think any of them are suited to be back at Everton? Oh, sorry, be at Everton. The the one that screams out to me, and I think I said it initially, I do think is Sean Dyche. Now, it's a bit situational in terms of their squad, but I said to, I was saying to, to some of the guys in the office earlier, right? You've got well, let me look, sorry, let me let me make a bit more sense with some stats first of all. So, in terms of the position Everton are in. They've currently got, let me just read off their XG stats for the season, then it, it will kind of make sense. But that so this is all for this Premier League season so far, right? Their XG in attack, XG4, 20.23. So they're, they're 17th position for that. So they're not creating any chances. Defensively, XG against, 36.86, 19th position. So they are, you know, what they are where they are because they can't score, they're not creating chances. And they're leaking in defence. Now, they're also in terms of XG difference, they're also 19th, right? So there's a massive gap and dis- disparity between those two numbers. And now, they definitely deserve where they, they deserve to yeah, be. Yeah, the, the stats don't lie, as I like to say. Like, they're there for a reason. Um, you know, I want to talk more defensively. So the, my, my point around Dyche is, if you look at their defence, Yeri Mina, let, let's just talk centre-backs. Yeri Mina, Connor Cody... And Tarkovsky. How is that three centre-backs? Obviously, I know there's been injuries, bit of this, bit of that. How on earth is that team with those three defenders 19th for XG against? It is ridiculous. Like, bring in Dyche because he's got the defensive players. Obviously, he's worked with Tarkovsky before. And just be hard bastards to beat. Sit deep. Be defensive. Be, be that fighting team who just... You hate to play against them because you know they're going to time waste, they're going to sit deep, they're going to hurt you. Go with the five at the back and just and and, and eventually Calvert Lewin will find his fault, right? He he will eventually score goals. He's been injured, all the rest of it. The midfield, yeah, okay, pretty average midfield, but there's a bit of pace there. So for me, you know, we'll get to the other appointments, but for me, Sean Dyche as a short-term fix. Be defensive, be hard to beat. That's how you stay up in a relegation battle. And I really do believe he's, he he would be the perfect fit for, for you know, maybe a short-term solution. Yeah, I think that's why he's probably the favourite. I think when you look at the, the four that I mentioned, who are the top sort of favourite. Bielsa, I don't think would be the right person. Okay, he's a bit more attack. He's going to be more attacking than Daesh. Well, Moyes and Nuno, but 
he was his Leeds team were very leaky. You've already got them leaking goals, and I think Bielsa would be a better manager to sign at the start of the summer. So he's got all the time to work with them. Whereas now, whereas for now, that in January you've just got to go. Let's get let's get a manager in that's going to do it. So I think yeah, Daesh would be an or like a good sign in. I think for a manager, then Moyes. I actually think Moyes wouldn't be too bad going back to Everton. However, I don't see him leaving West Ham. I see him unless he if, if he's got to be sacked. And West Ham have started picking up a little bit of form. Just well, beating Everton maybe not that actually counts as any form, but City couldn't do it so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it does. Um, but then Nuno, I think he was like destined to f- fail at Spurs. So I don't really want to fully criticise his time at Spurs. But then if you look at Wolves, he did a pretty good job at Wolves. Like you you were not his fan, Reese. I know this. But you've got to think that Wolves side, what more could they really do? They were they were they were getting in the top half. They were competing in games against the top six, not not challenging the top six spots, but when they played them, you knew you were having a tough game at Wolves. Um, it did start to go downhill towards the end, but that and I think they've still got the same problem they had when he left. So it's not like another manager's come in and made them better. So I do think it's he's he's not. A, I don't think he's an awful choice, but. What's his philosophy though? I uh, I don't I don't want to criticize him because I don't know enough about Nuno, but Five I don't get I don't get his philosophy. I just I and maybe uh, that's that might just be my lack of understanding. But Bielsa, you know, exciting attacking football, bit leaky. Lampard, young upcoming youngsters, build a squad. Sean Dyche, defensive, hard to beat. I I don't know what I can say for Nuno, and I we don't think that would back. help. You look, yeah, the sort of. I think he wants a bit of pace on the wings and he wants a sort of big, strong forward, which Everton... Well, Calvert-Lewin's just not fit. So you're looking at more Mopai. And I don't know, is is he injured as well, I think? So it's like think so. not, looking, not, not looking good for him in attack. I don't know who their other options are, being totally honest. So he... It's difficult, but... He did something slightly right to get a top six job. I, he, he didn't last that long, but I think he was always destined to fail that, that really. It was, yeah, it's sort of like, it still is now where they're, the fans are on the on the back. So I don't think he actually would be a good move for him because he's going to have the same problems he had at Spurs. So I do think out of the four that I've mentioned, Dyesh and Moyes would be the better two out of it. Just quickly, sorry uh, yeah. to jump in. Well, two other names to, to quickly drop in the hat. Um, Duncan Ferguson had success before, got the crowd, got the togetherness that sort of Everton uh, are maybe known for. Do you think he, either of you think he could maybe be a short-term fix? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my sort of preferences in a while, but yeah, for the short-term... I yeah, the short say, term. Oh, yes, and I think he'd be happy to take it in the short term. Yeah, the ball boys will have to watch out though if he comes back, getting hugged and picked up every time they score. 
Um, and, and, and finally, well, not that rogue, but Wayne Rooney, old school. Yeah, connection to Everton. He works well against adversity, Wayne Rooney, as we saw at Derby. Mm-hmm. So it might be for him. If I'm not mistaken, he's not exactly setting the world alight at DC United at the moment. So maybe not. But again, he could be a short-term short-term solution if, if they need him. I don't know what the Everton fans think about him either. But yeah, one, once a blue, always a blue. The red side of Manchester. <laughs> like, he went back, didn't he? It is water under the bridge now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So that could definitely be an option. And well, actually, I think I'll throw a rogue one in there just because of the way this owner is. Gerard's free for a job, so you know, <laughs> he might go. For oh, it. imagine, imagine. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Go on, Reese. That's like you. Out of sort of the ones we've mentioned, are. Any that's shouting out to you, or do you think there's others? Yeah, Santo, no chance. Um, I've spoken very negatively of him before as a manager. I think he's when you manage FC Porto and you don't win a trophy with him, you've got something wrong with you as a coach, as far as I'm concerned. He benefited from George Mendes at Wolves, and if Wolf, if Everton want to go down that route and bring in George Mendes, then fine, bring him in. But other than that, you're not going to get what you want out of him. Um, I think Moyes, I'd probably say don't go back. Um, he's never won any silverware. I know that's not what Everton need at the moment, but I don't really see what the long-term plan would be there with Moyes. Um, I I would go Sean Dyche to start with. Bielsa, again, he's got no young players to work with, Bielsa. And his style of football becomes very predictable, so not for me. But Sean Dyche is the best bet. Get him in on 18 months. Bring him in because I said they need a manager. He's a manager. He'll come in. He'll get everyone by the scruff of the neck. He's worked with McNeil before. He's worked with Tarkowski before. He's worked with uh, Michael Keane before. So he's already got experience with them. He'll get the best out of those players. He'll get leadership from them properly at the back there. Um, Bring him in on 18 months. Get him to find their feet. Let him to do shrewd in the market. Steady it. And then in that time, they should adapt adopt their philosophy to what they want. And I think a smart bet might be to go down the stats approach and go for Thomas Frank and take the Brentford approach with stats, bring him in. He can use players and coach properly that way as well. Would he leave Brentford? I don't, I don't think he, he would. would. He would for, Everton, a big, for a bigger payday. And I Everton think... are a bigger club. Like No offence to Brentford. Everton are a massive sort of historical club. So it's technically a step up. But I don't know. I think he There's wouldn't. More... I think, yeah, I agree. I think he would because I think Brentford can only take so far. But the difference with this is that at the moment, Everton need a manager. Thomas Frank is a coach and you're going to need to start bringing in a lot of players that Thomas Frank will want to coach and bring in a data analysis and all that because that's what Brentford rely on for their business. So you have to bring in that approach. You can't just chuck him in at the deep end there. But I think Sean Dyche for at least 18 months is probably their best solution at the moment. Everyone can complain about the football they like, but it's not about the football. I don't care if you can pass it around nicely. If you're not winning games, it's a waste of time. So, yeah, I think Everton, I think at the moment, Everton fans would just take, well, a win. They are the lowest, they've won the least amount of games, a win, a draw. And Sean Dyche will show, like, will give the passion, I think, what, and that's what Everton fans all, I think that's all they'd want. 
like as a bare minimum, just show some passion, show some fight. He screams Everton, doesn't he? Like with the culture at the club and the way the fans are. I think he gets it. And I think he'd not be afraid to be getting that out of those players. As people sort of refer to, you know, proper Brexit kind of manager. (laughs) And that would work. Well, they're they're just quickly their next two games. I mean, it's going to get worse before it gets better by the looks of it because they've got Arsenal at home and then Liverpool away. I mean, Liverpool away. They haven't won there since. It almost feels like you should have just waited for those two games. What's the point of putting a new manager in, knocking their confidence by two losses? That's what I'd argue. How many times do we see it though? When everyone says, "Oh, look at that run of run of fixtures that they got." And they always go and seem to do all right. If that always happens with all these teams, so they'll probably be just fine. I think no. I think it was getting so bad—a heavy defeat to, let's say, in both those games. Yeah, but they'll take that. They'll they'll probably expect that. It's how it goes after that. You know, I think you'll probably see an improvement from them in the next two games. I think you. Will yeah, see I just, even yeah. If they don't get a result. Oh no, no. But I'm saying if they had, if they, I think saw saw no change. And they got heavy defeats. I think it would have just got even worse. Whereas at least there's some, there's going to be some change. Yeah, you I know? mean, I don't, I don't think ever, I don't think Liverpool will batter Everton. To be honest, well, just I guess two two short questions before we wrap up. Um, one: Should the board walk, or can they somehow turn this this situation around? That's question one. Question two: Is can Everton actually survive? Will they actually get relegated? Can they can they stay up? Can they survive? And if so, how? Jamie, I will come to you first. Um, if I don't understand, I don't know the logistics of the board walking, so that's where I probably don't have the expertise to properly answer that. But the board can't rectify it. Like I think that it's it's lost. Like there's no there's no connection. They're going to get worse. Um, can they turn it around? No, I'm going to say no. I think they're going to go down. Race changed my mind recently, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think the board can. I think we see in football, board can be very unpopular, but when you turn it around and be successful, they forget about that. I think the Cronkays are enjoying that at the moment. I think the Blackburn owners at the time, if you remember the Venkies, they seem to have turned, you know got that away from them now uh, Levy is under a bit of pressure now but when it's going well it seems to be forgotten same with the Glazers it's a little bit of a different story so they can turn it around they've just got to turn around the structure and put something in place at the club um, the right people in charge and, and things of that nature in terms of staying up I've always said I said it a few weeks ago that Everton take one step forward and two back I said you know they get a result against City and then they'll go and lose whatever it is the next games and, and lo and behold I think they can. I think they're capable of getting a, a run of results in. I think, you know, I think Wolves are going to be fine, but I think Everton are the team that probably can get the momentum behind them, I would say, to do it. But they've got to do it now, I suppose, in case the gap widens anymore. But, yeah. Yeah. And just on that gap, I mean, I just touched on the next two fixtures. Obviously, they've got Arsenal, Liverpool... They've then got a portion of four games that look winnable, Leeds, Villa, uh, Forest and, and, and Brentford. But after that, they've then got Chelsea, Spurs, Man United all in a row. So they're going to have to take pretty drastic action pretty quickly. 
Um, for me, I, I do think the ball's got to go. I, I don't see them. I don't see them recovering from this point. And and as I said earlier, all the social media from all the big f- fan pages of Everton were all saying Lampard deserved better. He tried. The ball needs to go. The ball needs to go. It's a disgrace. And and they were even, as we said, they were even fuming with the fact that Everton, Everton didn't even announce this. Right? It was up to Sky Sports and, and Fabrizio Romano to announce it. And then four hours later, the club go, yeah, he's sacked. So that in in itself is is just pathetic. Um, so for me, the board has to walk, try and get a bit of love for the fans back and get a new manager in. Um, and can they survive? I mean, I, I, I'm looking at the fixtures and I'm, I, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. Um I think Sean Dyche, if they get him in, they go they go hard to beat. Calvert Lewin turns up and starts scoring. I think that's their only hope, but it's not looking good at the minute. Um, but that just about wraps us up on a on a negative note. Everton fans, if you're watching, let us know your thoughts. Were you happy or, or sad that Lampard got sacked? I'm guessing you'd all say the ball should go, but do you actually believe you can stay up? Let us know your thoughts in the comments on Instagram, Twitter, the lot. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.